Hi everyone, welcome to class today where we're going to talk about a very important foundational principle in parenting. I don't usually talk about parenting. That's probably because I'm very much in this parenting challenge along with you where I'm constantly trying to determine what is the right thing, what's not the right thing, where should I put the boundary, where should I be more easygoing. Uh, I'm in it with you, so I'm probably too busy in my own world of parenting to have, you know, to have thought to give over anything to you, but I think it's a good time to do that because we're heading towards um, a pretty busy time of year, and Pesach is coming, the children are going to be home from school while we're cooking and cleaning, and that comes along with challenges, so I want to hopefully help you smooth the way towards having a better relationship with your children and seeing more of the behavior from them that you do want to see. Now, when did I start off this parenting journey? So my oldest was two years old. I vividly remember um, being in my apartment and she took a chair to get a nash from the cabinet on top of the, you know, wherever. I tried to put it as high up as I could. And I told her, you know, we're not having any nash before supper. And she looked at me with, you know, she was pretty upset. And she said, no. She said no to me, and I flipped out. I was like, "What do you mean no? Like, how do? You, what do I do now? What do I say now?" I like, I was like scared of my two-year-old. Like, I, I didn't know what to do, and I promptly made about ten phone calls to find out who is the best parenting teacher out there that could help me, you know, give me a guidebook for how to raise my children. And that's where my journey all began. And since then, Baruch Hashem, it's been many courses and many books. And um, all in the effort, like, you know, I'm, I'm in it with all of you, right? We all want our children to grow up to be their best selves. And there's nothing that we wouldn't do to help that happen. So what I do want to share with you today, and what, what I did notice, in my, interestingly, with all these books and all these courses, is that there's no one-size-fits-all. And you could take a course that goes on a whole year and that's totally, like, comprehensive and you know, focus on all the different pieces of parenting at the end of the day could totally not work on one of your children, right? Because sometimes you have your encounter, you know, you encounter a child who really needs a sprinkling of a few different ideas from a few different courses and a few different books. And maybe one in, in one moment when they're doing one thing, they need one formula. And then another day they need another formula, even that one child. So it's complex, right? People are complex, and people are different, and there's so many different deos and ideas out there, and so many different parts of parenting. So what I want to do today is I want to highlight one foundational principle that is really across the board agreed upon by anybody that I encountered out there who teaches parenting. And I want to highlight what that principle is, and then I want to help you guide you and being successful at achieving it, because I think that no matter what you're dealing with, you know, no matter which child you're dealing with, this principle is going to help you. So what is it? Okay, so this is the principle of modulating our responses and our reactions towards our children to bring about the best possible results, meaning when they are behaving in a way that we don't like, that we don't want, we remove our energy and our emotion from that behavior. We don't give attention to it. When they're behaving in a way that we do want, that's when we shower all of our love and attention and energy onto them and onto that behavior. 
So why is this? Why does this work? And it really does. At the end of the day, this is the thing that I keep coming back to. It really works. And why is this? So just to give you a mashal, I have a friend in the country who, when I visit her on a Friday night, when I go over to her bungalow, I know that she has like this very strong light out right outside her front door. And of course, on Shabbos, you can't turn it off. So there's a whole bunch of flies at the light. And when you go inside, the flies all go in the house because there's even more light in her house, right, in her bungalow. So I know that when I go over there, like I better make sure that whoever's coming into the house with me is right next to me and that we take less than a hundredth of a second to get in there and slam the door behind us because otherwise there'll be flies in our house and it's all going to be our fault, right? It's all going to be my fault. So let's look at this idea for a minute. Now, in no way do I mean to literally compare our children to flies, chas v'shalom, but this is the mashal that I got from the first parenting that I the parenting course that I took way back when my oldest was two, and I feel like it, it was so helpful, so I'm going to use it here too. Just like those flies all gravitate towards that light, that's where they're all going. Our children, right, Lahavdil, our children are all gravitating towards our light. What is our light? Our light is any form of attention or energy that we put in to anything whether it's positive or negative. Wherever whatever behavior you're charging about, that's where you're going to get that's what that's the behavior you're going you're going to get more of because your children w- just naturally crave your attention and your energy and they will go wherever you shine your light. So if you're going to scream and yell about something, you're going to find that you're reinforcing that negative behavior and they're going to keep on doing that over and over and over again. If you're ignoring or really not giving much attention at all and disconnecting from those negative behaviors and you're putting all your attention on the positive behaviors, they're going to do more positive. So now the question is, and and we know this, right? I'm sure if you're listening to this class, you've been down this road, you've heard this before. This is a very common concept and idea that many, many people know about. So the question really is now, what's what's blocking us from actually carrying this out? Why can't, why is it sometimes so hard for us to follow through on this idea and make it happen? Okay. So I want to give you guidance on this today and I'm giving myself guidance on it and chizuk on it at the same time. So let's start with the positive, right? Where we do want to shine our light. How do we shine our light on the positive? Because when we do that, we condition them, the children to exhibit more positive behaviors. So the way that we do it is, you know, one idea that I want to offer you is that, like, right before you see them, right before they get home from school, let's say, you want to center yourself by setting an intention that you're going to be looking for a positive trait in them when they come home. And pick the trait that they're usually not so good at. So, for example, if your child is speaking to you lately with disrespect, you want to decide, let's say, that I'm going to look for them being respectful in any small way. I'm going to focus on that and I'm going to make a big deal about it. And decide before you see them, before you go into that segment of time with your child, make a decision, I'm looking for this thing. I'm looking for this positive trait in them. And then when you see it, you say, wow, look what you just did. You put your plate in the sink. That's really respectful to mommy. When you do things like that, I have so much more time to play with you. Or whatever it is, um, like those, you want to, whatever situation comes up, you, that's really the formula. You want to notice what they're doing and say what that means about them. 
Um, so for example, you spoke so calmly and nicely, that means you're being respectful. And then you could also add in, for good measure, just to add in a, you know, a cherry on top, what that is going to do, what positive thing is going to happen for that child as a result of that behavior. So, you know, because you spoke to me so calmly, I really want to help you now. Now I'm really listening. So that's how we do positive, right? That's how we shine our light on the positive. We get really intentional about it. It's a constant avoda that we have to keep reminding ourselves, right? I'm going to look for the positive. I'm going to look for the positive. I'm going to look for the positive. Get specific. What are you going to be looking for? And mention it to the child in a way that you say what they're doing and that you say what that means about them. And you could even add what positive result is going to happen for them as a result of their actions. Okay, so that's the positive. Then let's go to the negative. Okay, now the negative side of things, right? What we want to understand what's keeping us in a state of being tehitzed, right? What's keeping us in a state of, you know, when the when our child does something negative or they, or they speak disrespectfully, I recoil and I act in a charged way, even if I'm not yelling and screaming. But the child could see that I'm emotional about it, that they're getting an emotional rise out of me in some way from it. What's keeping us in that state of being emotionally ruffled? So I want to talk about three things that in my own personal experiences I notice are really the culprits. Number one, when we don't have clarity on the technical piece of like, how am I supposed to handle this situation, right? That creates a lot of anxiety in us. And that anxiety comes out and the child sees it and then they end up doing the behaviors again and again. So we want to have clarity. We want to know what are the typical issues that I'm dealing with with this child and what is my go-to way of handling it, right? You want to make sure that you know, how do I handle this? Ask a mentor, call a parenting expert, take a class, make sure you figure out a plan, a mahalach that you know is likely to work, that you could try so that you have a go-to thing to do so you don't have to panic inside. Because that panic is going to translate as shining your light on the negative behavior. Okay? So that's one thing. Okay? Then we have the issue of fear. Fear is something that a lot of us experience when we see something in our child that we don't like. And maybe they're reminding us of our toxic friend from school when we were younger. Maybe they're reminding us of a great uncle who his life didn't turn out too great because he has an awful temper, right? We very often, our children hook on to things from our past. And so when we're dealing with them, we're not feeling clear and calm and clean about their actions, we're instead having a buildup, our buildup of old stuff is coming to play and it's creating a situation where we're really feeling scared. Like, how is this child going to end up? And that fear also creates a light. It creates a negative charge that will create more of that behavior that we don't want. Okay. And then we have the personalizing issue. That this is the last one I'm going to bring up, where we take things personally, and it's hard for us to admit, but we very often end up looking to our children for affection, attention, approval, right? We want to know that we're being good parents and that they approve of us, which is why we end up sometimes doing things that we don't, allowing things that we don't really feel comfortable with, right? Because we really want to please them and we want to gain their approval and their attention and their affection. And I think what we have to realize is that, you know, that's really not their responsibility, 
we have to first realize that we're, what we're looking for from them and that that's not their responsibility. So let's talk a little bit deeper about these three pieces. So we already said with the not having clarity part, right, that we know. We need to get clarity, get specific on the areas of your child that you're having a hard time with and figure out what is the mahalach that I'm going to try out that will already put you in a more centered, balanced, emotionally stable place. Okay. Then with the fear, the fear really needs to be dealt with. If you don't want to keep encountering this negative behavior from your child, you have to deal with the fear behind it. And that's where I always say, this is the type of area where I tell people, you need to have a shifra and a pua in your life. Life doesn't come with an instruction manual. Teenagers definitely don't come with an instruction manual. Two-year-olds don't either. We need help, right? You need a coach, you need a therapist, you need somebody to help you work through your traumas. I definitely recommend for these type of things. Somatic healing, inner child healing, deep healing of that, those old wounds so that you don't keep re-manifesting those same things in your life um, with your child. Because your child is really just pointing you to those old wounds. You want to deal with them so that you can move into bigger and better places with your parenting. Okay, and then the personalizing with the personalizing, we want to make sure that we are our own source of approval and affection for ourselves. We want to be kind to ourselves, speak nicely, treat ourselves nicely, speak to ourselves nicely, treat ourselves nicely, and give ourselves what we need. Make sure that our social networks are robust and that our marriages are where they where we want them to be and get all those goodies from all the love and all the good things from other places and not your children. Okay, so it's hard to admit sometimes, but we do go into this place of taking things personally, and that takes us off of our center. We get insulted, we get hurt, we react negatively, and we're perpetuating the negative behaviors. So we want to veer away from needing things like that from our children, or needing anything from them, right? You want to be whole and complete within yourself so that when your child looks at you and says, I hate you, you're the worst mommy, you couldn't care less because that does not resonate with you in the least bit. Okay, so we spoke about a lot here in 14 minutes so far. We spoke about, just to review, we spoke about a way of positively reinforcing our children's positive behavior that we want to see more of. And we spoke about the three driving forces of the negative emotions that come out at them when they do things, you know, from on our end, when they do things that we don't like, which is not having clarity, having fear, and taking things personally. And we spoke about what to do about all those things. So, you know, to conclude, I want to say that, you know, we often are running to put kids in therapy, right? Just Don't we just wish somebody else could take these kids and fix them and make them perfect and then give them back, right? It makes sense that we want them in therapy and we want them healed and we want them fixed and, and everything should be just just perfect so that we don't have to work so hard. But at the end of the day, my friends... What I'm seeing over and over again in my own life and with my clients is that the best therapy that we could possibly give them is a healed, whole, healthy mommy who knows what to do. A healed, healthy, wholesome mommy who knows what to do is the best therapy, the best way to help our children grow into their best selves. I hope this class was helpful to you. If you have any questions or concerns or comments, you could always email me at yalbertram at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.